So as we begin to watch uh, the message this morning, I want us to prepare ourselves because what God will do in your life, even Satan will be confused. Amen. And because Satan will be confused, you may decide that, ah, how come I have arrived at this place? It's a journey, but we are starting that journey today. Amen. And even if we are already on that journey, we are gaining acceleration today. Amen. Amen. But today, before the word comes forth, open your mouth and your heart and say one single prayer. Father, I honor you. I worship you. I adore you. Nothing will share your glory in my life. Open your mouth and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I honor you this morning. I worship you this morning. I bless Make sure you are praying. That is not in my life. You cannot afford to be casual now. That will share the Holy Spirit is here. That will share your glory in my life. The Holy Spirit is here. Nothing in this church will share your glory. The Holy Spirit is here. Nothing in the life of the worshippers. Nothing in the life of the treasure. Submit to the Father. Lord, we surrender to the King of Kings. Lord, we yield ourselves. Yield to Him. We yield to surrender. We yield ourselves. Father, we yield ourselves totally to you this morning. And decree that nothing will share His glory in your life. In the name of Jesus. We don't want anything. Thank you, King of Glory. In this church, in our lives. In our family, in our in the name of Jesus. Have your way. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. We commit this message to your hands, our Father and our God. Holy Spirit, come and take control. Amen. We are the light of the world. Expand it in our hearts. Cause it to work in our lives. Amen. Give us a testimony today. Amen. A testimony that will live with us forever. Amen. Father, we pray this morning that nobody will come here and go back to safe. Amen. We ask that nobody looks at any water. Amen. We are fixed on you. Our eyes fixed on you. Our challenges fixed on you. Amen. Our testimonies fixed on you. That because we have changed our focus, our lives will glorify you. Amen. And the glory will never depart Amen. until we end up with you in glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Yes. 
is the kind of life that the unbeliever can never have. So when you look at somebody who is physically rich, you are not envious of the person. You know that that person, even though he has pounds and dollars, you have something he does not have. When you look at somebody that has bought a whole estate, and maybe you are living in your bungalow for now, and you are still trusting God for a mansion, or you are living in a rented apartment, and you are still trusting God for your own bungalow, you are not envious because you know that that person has something that you, you have something that that person does not have. When you begin to check, uh, you know, envy other people and compare yourself with unbelievers, check what is happening to you. You are losing focus of the kingdom life. So the kind of life we are talking about this morning is the kingdom life. Is the higher life. Is that life that does not go like leper current, up and down. Is the kind of life that is not regulated by what is happening around you. It's regulated by the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus was going and he said, I am going to give you the Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit will be your helper. This Holy Spirit will be your comforter. This Holy Spirit will be your teacher. This Holy Spirit will teach you all things. And if this Holy Spirit dwells inside of you, He changes what you think, He changes how you look, He changes what you do. So the kind of life we are looking at this morning is called the higher life. And when we look at the life of Mary, she understood the higher life. You can call the higher life a life of worship. And when we are talking of worship this morning, we are not talking about coming to church to just stand and praise God. It's just a segment of worship. Worship is how you think, how you live, what you do, and how you do it. So what is the Holy Spirit clearly telling us this morning? That if you are born again, you have to know who you are in Christ. If you don't know who you are in Christ, you will not enter into the fullness of this life. Today, what we want to do quickly is to show us what Jesus came to give us. And that story, that life, we can see it in the life of Mary. Follow us and the Holy Spirit closely. So what are we saying this morning? We want to look at someone who knew who she was and who knew how to live the life that Jesus gave. I repeat, because the Holy Spirit said it clearly, that if we are children of God and we do not understand the kind of life that he came to give us, we will continue to live like we do not have the power. You need an understanding to shift location. The Bible says when you come to the uh, knowledge of Christ, you have moved from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of what? Light. And in fact, today, I saw the scripture when we were in the establishing class. Ephesians said, you were, I used to think that the Bible says you were once in darkness. But the scripture we read in King James this morning, the said, you were once darkness. 
go to Matthew 26 and be going back to John as we continue. What is the higher life? The higher life is a life of worship. It's a life that has a particular kind of understanding. Forget it. Money does not give you that understanding. Fame does not give you that understanding. Reputation does not give you that understanding. Worldly achievements cannot give you that understanding. If you are born again, you should be proud of yourself. And you should be happy that the Spirit of God lives inside of you. And because that Spirit lives inside of you, you have access to this life. So let's go to Matthew 26. Verse 6 to 13. I will take it from here. Now when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment. And she poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when the disciples saw it, they had indignation. I'm reading King James. Saying, to what purpose is all this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she has wrought a good work upon me. Ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she has bought this ointment for my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, that so that this gospel shall be preached in the whole world. There shall also this that this woman has done be told for a memorial of <coughs> What is this higher life? It's a life of worship. And what is worship? We will look at it this morning and then we will pray. Looking at the woman here, the Bible tells us in Matthew 26, verse 7, that she came unto Jesus and an alabaster box. And the box contains something. The Bible says it contains very precious ointment. Some other versions say very costly ointment. Some other versions say very expensive ointment. So when she came to the master, she was not coming unprepared. She knew that Jesus left the kingdom, uh, his kingdom. He forsook everything and came to die for you and for me. If we must serve him, we must also be ready to do what? Forsake everything. So when she was coming to Jesus, the Bible tells us that she did something. She came with very costly ointment. And commentaries tell us that that ointment, when you look at the price in those days, it was equivalent to the money or the salary you earn for a whole year. So you know what that means? Mary had been planning it. Is that not so? She had been planning it. Jesus had been going to Mary's house. Jesus had been eating at their table. But she, it had not gotten to 
She knew that if I must sacrifice anything to Jesus, I cannot give Jesus leftover. Jesus and God, they are not a leftover God. Tell your neighbor, God does not take leftovers. Say it louder, say it louder. Yeah. 
She came with a clear box. Clear box. Number three. Number one, I said worship is sacrificial and personal. Personal because many people were with Jesus, but she was the only one that connected with him in a special way. You can be 150 in the church and only five people will connect in a special way. Because worship is what? Personal. Number two, he said, worship must be done from a pure heart. Number three, worship must be done from deep understanding. Tell your neighbor deep understanding. Deep understanding. What understanding did Mary have? She knew what even the disciples did not know. Because when Jesus was about to uh, comment that Jesus said, leave her alone. She is preparing me for my burial. Even the disciples did not know. The Bible said, the disciples said, why are you wasting this money? And they have been working with the master forever. And somebody who the master only visits from time to time knew what they did not know. In fact, when Jesus went, the Bible said, Jesus, uh, Peter said, hey, I'm going back to fishing. Jesus said, I'm going back. Because they were not sure whether Jesus is going to rise again or not. But here was a woman. She understood who God is. She is like Daniel. The Bible says that when they said they are going to deal with him for worshiping his God, he said, no problem. I know the God that I serve. Those that know their God, they will be strong and do what? Exploit. He opened the window. He knelt down and started worshiping his God. He knew the God he served. She was like the three Hebrew children. The king said, we will throw you out. Oh, we are going to do something with you. They said, God will deliver us. But even if he does not deliver us, we are ready to go and meet with him. We will not bow down to the image. What do you know of your God? Because it is the, the Bible says, those that know their God. So what do you know of me? When the uh, angel met Mary, Mary said, I'm a virgin, you know, be done unto me according to your word. If you don't have a deep understanding of who God is, you'll be running your task, Delta. You will move from pillar to post, then you'll be telling God, look at it, look at that. That's not the best thing. You have to know your God. You have to know that if you are in Christ, Jesus came to break every chain, you cannot be bound. You have to know that if you are in Christ, Jesus said, I will provide all your needs according to my riches in glory. You have to know that if you are sick, the Bible says, by his stripes you were healed. You, you have to know. And you have to know to the extent that you want to exercise your faith and stake your life on it. The Hebrew teacher said, throw me into the fire, we are ready to die. What have you still, what have you done with what you do? And when the disciples saw her, they said, you are wasting this money. Jesus said, leave her Number four, a life of worship is a life of focus and a life of surrender. When Mary entered the house of Simon Peter, the Bible says she saw Mary Jesus and she poured the oil on her his head. Mark, the version of Mark said she took the oil and she dropped the bottle. And I think it was the last or two weeks ago, I said, when you break a bottle, all the 
contents of the bottle with pour. Is that not so? So she was ready to pour her whole life on Jesus. She didn't go with the bottle and say, let me pour small now. Another time, I'll pour another one. She understood that to serve God, if you want to get the best of God, you must give him your all. And even when the disciples were saying, why are you so wasteful? Why are you so stupid? How can you look at how expensive this was? We should have given it to the poor. Somebody else would have stopped and answered them and said, leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. The Bible did not record that she answered a word. Because when you are focused on the master, you, you, you don't care what people are saying around you. You don't. Ah, why are you wasting your time in uh, trusting God for a partner? Why are you wasting your time trusting God to bless you? Why are you wasting your time when you can become rich by just tilting this record? Why have you turned down a Muslim brother or a, another brother that God said, uh, another, a, a guy that is a Muslim or somebody? What? It's a waste of time. Anytime you are serving God in truth and in spirit, People that do not understand, you say you are wasting your time. But if you understand, it doesn't move. So when they said she is wasting the money, she is wasting, she did not answer. She just kept wiping the leg of Jesus with her head and pouring the oil on her head. Because if you want to live a life of worship, you must live a life of what? Focus. And what follow? The Bible says, the fragrance filled the room. That's what other versions say. The fragrance did what? Filled the room. I don't know how many of us are sitting down here. You have been doing the will of God. And people are laughing at you and saying, I have wasted your time. Very soon you will come back. They will wait forever unless you don't know the Jesus that is served. Then the fragrance filled the room. Whether the devil likes it or not, when your life meets all these conditions, if your fragrance, the fragrance of your life will fill the world. Second Corinthians 2.15, anybody? I'm using the scriptures because of time. Second Corinthians 2.15. That you are going to regret that you don't know what you are doing, 
is the devil. I love this one. A life of worship does what? Judges the devil. But look at it very well. Before you hear Jesus judge the devil, you must have done your own part. So when we look at what happened, we are going to look at the scripture very quickly now. The same scripture. Sorry, Matthew 26. Verse 10. And the Bible says, When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why are you troubling Jesus said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? She has done a good work for me. Message translation says, Jesus said unto them, Why are you giving the woman a hard time? She has done something wonderful for me. I don't have time to read all the professions. NIV said, Why are you watering her? You know what that teaches us? When you live a life of worship, all those things that thought that they can cause you to surrender, they can cause you to be ashamed, they can cause you to give up. When Jesus is pleased with your life, he will face that situation, he will face that problem, he will face that challenge, he will face that need, and he will confront it and say, leave her alone. I need. 
need. Because God has a need. The Bible tells us in the book of John that God is looking for people that will worship Him in truth and in spirit. She understands my need and she has given me her all. She has used her hair. She has wiped my feet. She has poured oil on my head. She has done something that even these disciples that were following me for three years or four years, they don't understand. After she has done all these things, look at the word. Verily I say unto you, wherever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this, that this man has done, be told for a familiar What did Jesus say? Everywhere you talk about the gospel, you will talk about Mary. Is that what Jesus said? Anywhere you talk about the gospel, who has got that promise in the Bible? In the New Testament, who else? Nobody. Jesus said she has completely surrendered. I will not only judge her enemies, she has I've made her an eternal reference point. Anytime people want to look at me, they want to talk about me. Anywhere you are talking about the gospel, you will talk of me. She has put her name as an eternal reference point. What will heaven remember you? And you know what baffles me? It didn't come from the 12 disciples, from a woman who knows how to sit with Jesus and be right. What are we saying this morning? That the Alabaster boss is not the boss you pick on the fan. You just wash it very hard and carry it to the house of God. That's not the Alabaster boss. The Alabaster boss is an expensive box that you take time to prepare. And that box is our lives, your life and my life. How are you making your vessel a golden vessel in the house of God? I know we want God to judge our place. We want comfort, we want encouragement. And God said, that is the kind of life I want to give you. So when you have done all this, when you have learned to trust Him, you will not be chasing everything. Those things will be chasing you. Deuteronomy, as we run, that's the last one. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. Anybody from the house will read it. Deuteronomy 28, 1. And it shall come to pass. Yes. If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice yes. of the Lord thy God. Yes. To observe and to do all his commandments. Yes. He shall command thee yes. this day. Yes. That the Lord thy God will set thee on high and over all nations to come. Thank you. Now, the high life, the worship life is a covenant life. And the covenant of the scripture transcends all these things. My sister, take the last sentence again. That thy Lord thy God will see thee, yes, will set thee on high, on high above, above all nations of the earth. Yes. What is God saying there? If you live a life of worship, then your life will not be regulated by economic policies. It will not be regulated by the location where you are. It will be regulated by who? Heaven. It's not a factor of dollar. It's not a factor of power. Jesus said, I will put you above all the nations of the earth. So it's not about America. It's not about Canada. It's about 